It's that time of year again when I get to tell you about the Banner of Truth. The objective of the Banner of Truth is the promotion, advancement, and dissemination of better knowledge and understanding of the history and the doctrines of the true biblical Christian faith. We seek to inform, encourage, strengthen, and equip ordinary Christians and have a particular concern for ministers and pastors and those training for the ministry. We believe in biblical Christianity, and if we have to be labeled, we would be thought of as a reformed, Calvinistic, conservative, evangelical publisher. We seek to focus in our activities on the major and fundamental truths of biblical Christianity rather than on those truths which may be regarded as secondary, although not unimportant, such as church polity. We trace our theological heritage from the apostles through the early church to the Reformation to the Puritans such as John Owen, Richard Sibbs, and Thomas Brooks, and the 18th century heritage of George Whitfield and Jonathan Edwards, and then on to the likes of Spurgeon, Ryle, Alexander, and Hodge in the 19th century, and Warfield, Murray, Hendrickson, and Lloyd-Jones of the 20th century. We publish books that were written from the time of the Reformation right through modern day. And through the whole month of September, you can use the code SHEPHERDSCROOK at checkout and get 10% off. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. The Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. This is episode 155. Hope you're doing well this morning. We're going to wrap up the series on rites of passages. I hope this has been helpful to you. Today we're going to talk about love and the bookends of the rites of passages and this, the six words of biblical masculinity are worship and love. So we'll talk about that, wrap things up. And then uh, actually before we get started here, I want to tell you again about the banner of truth, even though you just heard about that ad, but let's go ahead and pray first. Father, we need direction and wisdom, always. We need your help. It's Monday. we got the start of week, and there's good work for us to do, so give us the strength to do it. We want to honor you. We want to work from justification, not for justification, and we're trusting that you're going to empower us to do all that you've called us to do. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope you had a phenomenal Lord's Day gathering yesterday. We certainly did. Had a lot of fun. We're working through the book of Galatians, and we're in Galatians chapter 5. Just finished, finished that chapter yesterday, so we only have two more weeks of Galatians. And then we're going to go to Titus chapter 2, preach that chapter as kind of a kind of a uh, little bit of a barrier between our next book. So usually we do like a little series or a couple topical sermons before we move from one book to another. But this, this year we're going to be going through, we're just going to go to Titus 2, preach that sermon series to old men, old women, old young men, young women. We'll address the issue of slavery that's there, and then we'll talk about the grace of God at the end of chapter 2. And then we're going to go and preach through the book of Hosea, so I'm pretty excited about that. Never preached through Hosea before, so that's going to be really fun. All right, guys, Banner of Truth. You guys have heard me talk about Banner of Truth, I mean, I don't know, three or four years now. Since the podcast has been going, I've been working with the Banner of Truth. Right now, you can get 10% off for the whole month. For all of this month. So, I mean, that's it's a good deal, 10% off. And, you know, even if you're paying full price for Banner of Truth books, the good thing about purchasing books from them is that you know you're going to get a high-quality book. You're going to get a book that lasts with a quality binding and then also quality paper as well. If you have Banner of Truth books, you know what I'm talking about. So go ahead and get on there. Check it out, banneroftruth.org. And the coupon code is Shepherd's Crook. I'll include that in the show notes and would love for you to pick up books from them. That would be a big help. And it also helps us to work with them in the future because they see that it's profitable for them to partner with us because you're going and buying books during this month. And so please go buy some books from Banner of Truth, build your list, and uh, pick some up. Okay, we're talking about love today. Worship, work, protect, provide, lead, love. Now, the bookends of these six words are worship 
and love. And something important for us to talk about is that these rites of passages and this and these six words aren't necessarily sequential. In other words, as your sons are growing up, you're going to see them become providers and protectors maybe at different times. So like you're going to see your son become a worker at an early age, and then some of these aspects with love you may see a little bit later or vice versa. So these aren't necessarily sequential, and it's important to know that. And even as you're thinking through the development of your own sons, they're going to develop in different ways. They're going to have strengths earlier on and then weaknesses in other areas. And then somebody else's son is going to have strengths in the areas that your son may have weaknesses, and you get the point. But today, we're going to focus in on this word love. Now, we know that Christians are called to live a life of love. We know the great commandment, the Shema. Love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Here in Mark chapter 12, it says this, And you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. You know, during the 2000s, early 2000s, every church plant's mission statement was love God, love people. <laughs> it was just kind of like everybody's mission statement. And it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. We are, to call, we are called to love God and to love people. When you get into 1 John, we find out that we're also called to love our church family. And there's this, there's this sequence of love that we should be noticing within our sons. There's kind of a natural family love that, that children have as they grow up in a home that loves the Lord and loves each other. Is They're just going to have a natural fondness for their family. But what we want to develop and what we want to cultivate in our home is love for God, love for our family, love for our church family, love for our people. You want to see this little boy have a robust understanding of what it means to love. Now, like last week when we talked about sacrificial leadership, love and sacrifice automatically go together. A little boy needs to know that love carries with it action. Love is a verb. Remember DC Talk used to say that? Love, haven't you heard? Okay, love's an action word. And what we'll be modeling for our children is action that goes along with love because our sons will see us living sacrificial lives in our home. They're going to pick up this way of living from us as we live sacrificially. And that that means there's a burden upon us, men. There's a good and holy burden upon us to live lives of sacrificial love in our home as an example to our children. And as our children look to us, as they see us, the culture that they pick up is a culture of love for one another. As the title of Doug Wilson's book says, My Life for Yours. We're not living lives demanding that everybody else lay their life down for us. We are willingly setting the pace, laying our life down for the people around us. Sacrificial love. And that's how we're leading as well. That's how we're setting the pace. That's how we're setting vision. That's how we're setting mission. So when we set that vision, we set that mission for the family, the family knows that this man is going to be leading and doing this in a manner that's good for all of us. He's going to sacrifice even his own good to lead us in this direction. And that's what our sons are going to be growing up in and growing up with. Now, it's important to note that with all of these, with these six words, our sons are going to take these with them the rest of their life. We want them to be worshipers of the Most High God, and we want them to know how to love people around them for their entire life. So we want to see that love of God cultivated that's already there as they become a worshiper, but also we want to see that love of the family. So when we're watching and observing them with their relationship with their siblings, if they have siblings, or their relationship with their mother, or with us as their dad, we want to recognize as they grow older that selfishness is beginning to be sanctified out of them and they're becoming more and more selfless. As they grow up, we have to train that and spank that out of them and discipline that out of them and that's going to continue to be a battle the rest of their life. Hopefully I'm not the only one that still deals with selfishness, but what we're going to be observing in them before any sort of rite of passage is that they are developing into the kind of boy that's living a my life for yours kind of existence. We want to be intentional about observing 
this love being developed in our boys in three big categories. Number one, we want to see a continual love for God that's been there since they became a Christian. But number two, we want to see this in the family, as we already stated, put the other members of the family before themselves, but then with the church as well. It is easy to be bitter and angry with the church. Now, hopefully, you guys don't have negative experiences with the church when your children are young that leads them to a place, can lead them to a place of bitterness. And keep this in mind, how you speak of the church is going to be how your children speak of the church. And so if you are regularly talking about the people that are upset with you, or if you're speaking negatively about the local church because you've been hurt or harmed, and pastors, I get this, we're going to be in situations over the years that are very difficult, and it's going to be a burden to bear. I mean, that's upon us. Pastoral ministry is is difficult in seasons. Now, we're fortunately in a season where it's amazing. Our people are awesome, our church is awesome, and literally have no complaints. I mean, our people are great. You might not be in that situation. Be careful how you speak of the bride of Christ because your children are listening. And what we want to develop in them and what we want them to see is that even when church life is difficult, we love the church, we're committed to the church because Jesus loves his church. He is committed to his church. He loves his bride and we love the bride of Christ. And so we want to watch that in our sons about how they speak of the local church because here's the deal. The church is in desperate need Desperate need. Guys, I don't have to tell you this. You've been listening a while. The church is in desperate need of men who will sing loudly and who will love well. That's what they need. They need real men who are going to lead families that are going to serve each other and care for one another, especially in this particularly difficult season the church is facing in our country today. We need more and more men, not less and less men. So we don't need boys growing up being 18, 20 years old and bitter at the church because how the church treated their family or how their parents talked about the church. We need more and more men stepping up and saying, I love the local church and I'm going to serve the local church and I'm going to do my part in what God has called me to do in this local assembly. So we want to see a developing love for the local church. Careful, little ears are listening. Don't let your bitterness be adopted by your sons. Then we want to see our sons care for the lost as well. We want to see them care for the lost. We want to see them have a burden for those who are outside of the Christian faith. Now we want their relationships primarily to be those within the church, but we do want them to have experiences where they are minimally around lost people to be able to evangelize lost people, to be able to love them, not in the same way they love the church. We should never love lost people more than we love our brothers and sisters in Christ. That is absolutely antithetical to the New Testament. But we should have a burden for those that are not yet Christians, that are in our circles that we know, maybe from sports or whatever it may be, or from some extracurricular activity that we may be involved in within the community. We should see in them a growing development and love for the lost. Now, as you see this developing in them, at some point, we're going to have a rite of passage for our sons. Now, I'm still working through this. I don't exactly know the rite of passage that's most appropriate for this for this particular word. But when we see that, my life for yours mentality in the home, in the church, and for those that don't know the Lord, what I want to do for them is something that's going to require sacrifice from me and Jordan. Hopefully, I'll have been modeling this for their entire life, but as our boys get to this this critical stage of knowing what it means to love, I want to do something for them that communicates to them that I love them and will always love them. I will always be there for them and nothing will ever change that. And so it's going to require some sort of sacrifice from us. And this is what I'm thinking at this point. I want to provide for them something that communicates I love you and I am for you. I want to be able to hand them a plot of land, some sort of fixer-upper home, some sort of productive property that's going to communicate I have sacrificed 
to be able to give you this particular thing that's going to set you up well for your life, whatever that may be. Now, that's going to require a lot of sacrifice, even right now in this moment, from Jordan and I over the years that we make sure and steward the gifts that God has given us so we can provide our children something that's going to be productive when they step out of our home. So this is going to be something that we have to give them, that we're going to give them that's going to communicate, I love you and I've sacrificed for years so I can give this to you. Now, like all these other rites of passage and stages, you go and make this your own. We want to we want to see young men that grow up and know how to worship, work, protect, provide, lead, and love. And guys, if we do that, with the Lord's help and by God's grace, we're going to get to see grandchildren, and possibly even, if God blesses us with it, great-grandchildren that love Jesus and honor Him. And we're going to see sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters and maybe great-grandsons and great-granddaughters who are walking in the way of their grandparents and ultimately following the Lord Jesus. And that's what we all so desperately want. We want to see that. We want to see them become young men and young women who love the Lord and follow Him all the days of their life. Guys, I hope this series has been helpful. Please continue to help spread the word. I want this to be as helpful as as possible to as many people as possible. So please leave a rating and review on iTunes and do what you can to spread the word. I'm so thankful that you keep coming back. I really am. And remember to hit up Banner of Truth, Shepherd's Crook, not the Shepherd's Crook. Shepherd's Crook is the coupon code. And I hope you guys have a great week.